when my team wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. He's not good at all. What's up, fans of this podcast? This is Too Much Dip. It's Wednesday. I'm Dave. I'm going to host. Joining me in studio, as always, Dylan Shivery. Being forced once again to discuss hockey with you. Not thrilled about it. However, I would like to get some credit for not wearing my Vegas Golden Knights t-shirt. I'm going to save it for next Monday. Uh which will be, I guess, between games one and two when we record of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. So, Why are you just now breaking it out? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's, it, now it's like it's real, real, you know? We're, we're there. We made it to the ship. Been there before. Yeah. I didn't have the T-shirt then, though. Here's a guy who knows a little something about championships. District championships, maybe. I don't I don't really know what you're, the peak <laughs> of your – Career was, but it's KJ Ellis live from Madison, Wisconsin. Eighth grade undefeated city championships, but thank you. Um, I'm happy to be here. I also feel like I'm uh, one NBA jersey short of a Mitt Romney fit today, um, but I won't let that slow down the content. What's the Mitt Romney fit for the folks at home? You've got to rock a really generic business cash. Usually, uh, what's the... The, it's not plaid. What do you call that? Uh, gingham? You know. Opa Gingham the style? The pattern. Exact, gingham, exactly. Uh, usually generic gingham. And then uh, throw a really, really half a size too small jer- NBA jersey on over it. <laughs> Just go have a time. That's a classic like late 20s Dallas guy. Not so much these days, but like in, in the prime of the Dirk era. Just go to the game. Just get off from uh, you know your your job at ENY. Go down to the game. Just throw on a jersey. Maybe buy one. Dude, that's like fifty five year old finance guy who was going to the game. And someone's like, "Dude, you're not going to wear a jersey here. Throw this on." And you see like three of them sitting together in very good seats. You know how I'm? I know I'm cool and not a fifty five year old guy because I throw mine on over a hoodie. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that stinks. <laughs> a jer- a b ball jersey over a hoodie. Yeah, that stinks. That's pretty common. Yeah, it stinks. You just don't like hoodies. You don't like hoodies over sport coats or under sport coats. You don't like them under b-ball jerseys. I'm calling it b-ball to save time. Hoodies have a time and a place, and it's very casual environments when you're just looking for comfort. We've got the hoodie czar joining us. What's up, man? Hey, man. (laughs) Happy to be here. If I set the line at uh, Ninja Choke over under of uh, responses from people in the finance world that will comment on Dave saying E and Y instead of E Y, I'm going to take the over. Just oh. going to go out and say <laughs> I'm going to take the over. E Y, yeah. I only I only fuck with Big Four. <laughs> Is it Big Four, Big Five? It's Big Four, definitely. Who fucking knows? I don't know. Nobody knows what those people do. What are you guys accounting? <laughs> I guarantee before 8 p.m. we'll have a response on it, even if we post at 7.30. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? Grinding, man. I uh, I cleaned out my garage. People have been wondering, like, hey, how is the clutter in KJ's garage there in Madison a year after moving? Uh, not even a topic anymore. Your boy's hung shit on walls. Uh, floor's been swept. Everything's been blown, uh, you know, as a reward. But... What? It was a great little uh, Memorial Day weekend. Happy to be grinding. What do you do to earn that award? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I just told you, clean the garage. Um, I do want to give a quick shout oh, out. Nice pivot. <laughs> I do want to give a quick shout out. Um, I don't know how you fellas child care situation looked on Monday or if it was a little extra fam time. Uh, to appreciate and, and, and thank those that have, uh, that we've lost over the years, but the real MVP, uh, might just be my childcare, uh, organization that, that was open on Memorial day. Didn't expect it. Didn't think it would happen. In fact, the doors were open. The kids were, uh, happily, 
uh, cared for all day, you know, just really didn't expect the, the time back to myself. So wow, know, big props, big shouts. That's really cool. Big for you, man. I, you know, I just Huge. did it the old fashioned way. Just my wife okay. and I were just raising our child. <laughs> the three hours of that was in a car. Just, just, just sitting in a tra- I was going to say sitting in traffic on 35. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty interesting. You know, Rhodes, my son, if you're new here, he just started daycare Tuesday, yesterday. Oh, and did not know. We're two for two on, on non-complete meltdowns, which is huge. So we're hope we'll see. Once he, I'm, I'm worried about day three when he realizes, oh, this is like, this isn't like a one-off or a two-off. This is a multi-day event. This is gonna be. This is it forever. So, so far so good. Homie and I got a dope swim off Monday. That's the extent of it. What pool were you at? I meant to ask. Lifetime. Uh, lifetime. Nice. Okay. It's a fantastic pool. We will be there. We will be going there. Probably this weekend, actually. Uh, let's imagine. link up at some point, Davey. How about that? Yeah, it's a great it's a great situation. And, you know, I'm so happy to have them sponsoring this podcast. Lifetime Fitness. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> that would be dope. It would. That would save, it's a good one. save us some money. I don't think they need promotion at this no, point. No, they they're don't. It seems like well. they're selling memberships at a voluminous rate. Yes. KJ? Oh, man. Fellas, how much of your weekends did you spend – taking in the greatness that was the final four of both men's and women's college lacrosse. Cause your boy was absolutely dialed in for no more or less than about 12 seconds. So much so that I'd like to congratulate both Notre Dame and Northwestern specifically Northwestern's Izzy Skane on a uh, historic uh, run after just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, Northwestern bringing home championship. So, you know, Thank you. Shouts to shouts to my team. No, we definitely did that justice. Um, you know, my my knowledge of the lacrosse um, Final Four is pretty much limited to um, tweets by Mike Golick Jr., friend of the show, and also uh, Shido Shido, who you might know from when my team wins a big game. That. So yeah, other than I, I did see Notre Dame one, which is huge for them. I'm very happy for them. Very happy for Mike Gold Jr. That's really all I have to say on it. The way that they tied the game, and I, I do know this for a fact, they tied the game in uh, the semis against Virginia. After being up early in the game, don't know how it went, but obviously Virginia came back and there might have been 28 seconds left in an absolute spin cycle. Uh, I believe Jack Taylor, uh, maybe it's Jake Taylor, put on uh, – on Virginia to score the tying goal, put into overtime, both games, both semis went to overtime. It was great TV. I'm not going to lie and say that I watched every minute of both games. So this is an impromptu cucking segment here, but it did deserve some attention because it was great television. The bits I saw, it's, uh, you know, I got to call you out here because you earlier stated you watched about 12 seconds of it all. And then you just gave us some 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 Intel there that might lead me Mm -hmm. to believe it was like two minutes, 12 seconds. Maybe stop lying to people. What story I didn't are you going watch with? The women's. I did not watch the women's. Oh, okay. Is is the fact we got talks of KJ joining us. <laughs> caught a probably a good twenty minutes of both the the end of the semifinals with uh, Virginia Notre Dame and the finals with uh, Notre Dame and Duke. So I'll I will take that crown. Guys, I think we would be remiss, and we would be doing a great disservice to our audience. Look it up. If we didn't talk about Michael Block, because it's been a while, I just want to check the pulse, see how everybody's feeling, take your temp on the, on the Block man. Because that, the, when we left le- last left, excuse me, uh, last Monday, guy was on a heater, man. The Could block do no wrong. Was hot, Are you steaming saying, hot. Did it cool down? I'm asking you guys, where's your temp at? Where are you at on the Block man? Given the last, uh, I don't know, ten Bef- days before the Schwab, I call it the Schwab. The That's what it's known Schwab. for, especially yeah. in Dallas-Fort Worth. They Before people call the it the Schwab. Schwab. <laughs> the Schwab. I had been getting um, pretty significant block fatigue. The dude was just all over my TV, all over the TL. I mean, just volume shooting posts from golf and golf-adjacent accounts. And I just, it was just a lot. And I understand that it was a big story, but it, it had become way too much for me. And the only thing that would have helped the situation was – 
if he was served just a big fat ass piece of humble pie. Uh, and he was a little bit. He was. Yeah, and, I'd say a lot of bit. And I, I'm hoping that his that that was his last uh, exempt exemption invitation. It's not. Who knows? If you're dialed into the RBC heritage in Canada, you'll be watching it. You'll be seeing the block man, and he'll probably get a dope pairing, and he'll probably have a prime tea time. And I hope he fires at 88. Wow. Yeah, he might do that, but you know he could go out the next day and shoot 58, 59. He wouldn't surprise himself if he did that. And I also understand <laughs> that he's having a, a major moment, and he's perhaps a bit emotional and and all that stuff. He doesn't have to cry during every interview. Wow. Fellas, is it okay not, to love your son? Not everyone. Like, mix in a cry. <laughs> mix in a cry here and there. Not every time you're, the camera's in your face. It's it's not that emotional that, like, your your kids are just at home watching you play. I mean... You're going to go see him after the tournament. It's not a huge... You don't get a little teared up thinking that, like, Parks might be at home, like, watching this on YouTube right now? A couple now? cries is okay. I said that. Not every time, man. It, it, beca it, it starts to feel a little disingenuous after, you know, the fifth cry. KJ, do you think it's okay for men to cry? <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to quantify cries if it's individual events conversations like tears you know what constitutes an individual cry sesh but <laughs> oh did you shoot 81 <laughs> did you miss the cut you're packing your bags on a friday Dil <laughs> dylan did you know set the table properly by saying by the end of the week but I was going to say there might be some revisionist history because when we met last week, I was the one throwing myself on the sword saying I was being the asshole in the group text calling for this guy to be kin boned by Thursday of last week. What's that exactly? I'm new here. I'm not very online. You become America's uh, starlet star, whatever you want to say, main character of the internet for a couple of days. Uh, only to find out that uh, your Reddit user history is very public and very obvious, and the internet will find that you uh, leave a lot of very, like, I don't know what you would want to call it. Uh, you're the guy that comments on porn videos on oh. online. Like, the equivalent of that is what Ken Bone got found to do. I don't think it was, I can't recall if there was anything illegal, but it was very creepy and not okay, I guess. Randy, are you part of that community? They're hilarious comments on some of these videos. So I'll be so, honest, yeah. I, I, I read them sometimes. They're hilarious. That, that is just good co quality comedy there. Just go read them. Randy's out there uh, commenting sauce. Trips is best. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Well, whenever hey. we were here, I, I thought that I was rooting for this guy's downfall. You guys corrected me and said, you know what? This is just a beautiful slice of Americana. All of us can enjoy this wholesome moment. I should have just shut up and waited for today and then watch the, you know, watch Icarus fall back, to, fall back to earth. Cause it's been great. Yeah. I think you could say that if you had fatigue a week ago, it was mostly not his fault. I mean, correct. He, it was yeah. me media driven and that was to be expected. And then he went on the, uh, Bob Mennery podcast and, um, the now infamous quote would ask, like, you know, how his game stacked up. Like, he's like, Rory's, Mentory made a comment, like, I assume Rory's a better player than you, something. And he just kind of stopped him. He's like, well, he's definitely longer. And I think the paraphrasing of that quote was, if I had Rory's length, stupid length, yeah, you'd be game over. Not game over. He said I'd be he'd be a top with player the in the world. world. Yeah. He said his basically. short game and his iron play elite. As good as anyone is what world he was class. All, implying. All, yeah, world class. There you go. That's a I like that, by the way, that he used world class. That's just like a that's just like a very um Pooh Bear in a tuxedo way of saying very good. If you're familiar with memes. <laughs> Dave's a big meme guy. That's that's where he lost most people in, in golf Twitter. I guess golf media kind of turned on him. He got a lot of attention. It didn't help that he was sitting across from Bob Mennery also. F famously, the voice of uh, Buffalo Wild Wings a couple years ago. Do you guys um do you guys ever uh, that's true. Do you guys ever find yourself talking to club pros like at golf courses? Do you ever do you ever 
in your life. D Dylan, you're famously a member of ACC back in the day. Well, I wasn't myself. My family was. You still got in there. Right. Club pros, my point, they're very, very sure of themselves. They're cocky people. They are very, very good players. And on a given day, they can go out and shoot very, very good scores. Now, where they, why they're a club pro and not playing on tour, it's usually between the ears, as they say. Or um, when you're surrounded by people, okay, just a regular Friday, Saturday at your club, when you're surrounded by golfers who probably aren't as good as you, it's easy to be cocky. You know, you're the tallest guy in the room like that. You know, that's, you know what I mean? But his cockiness carried over to a venue where he is not the best at all or even close to it. He had a great tournament, I get it, in a very big stage. You, you got to dial it back a little bit, man. You got to. I wrestled with the thought of, um, like, how would it have come off if he was the guy declining some of the interviews that he did last week, notably SVP two times. Um, and you know, uh, David's probably the only person that also will remember this. He likely heard the same montage of, of, uh, Michael block this week of a lot of his comments. It made me think of a good friend, Jake Kemp on his show. I don't know how long ago this was six years ago. Chewbacca woman. You remember her? I, I she, do. Uh, found the I Chewbacca like mask. She laughed hilariously in her car, became an internet sensation for about 12 days. Within those 12 days, I believe Jake's show tried to have her on to be a radio guest, to which she basically declined, said, speak with my management team, uh, but I'm unavailable or uninterested in this moment. I'm like, Michael Block had every right to accept every opportunity, but you may have wanted to dial back the exposure and he would have probably looked like an ass not to accept the colonial invite last week, but maybe he could have also known himself to be like, you know what? Maybe let's stretch this out. I'll catch him in, you know, at the RBC the following week and go from there. Yeah. As someone who talks into a microphone, we can all relate to this daily, weekly. Um, you're going to say some dumb things, if I were to do 40-ish interviews, television appearances, podcasts, radio shows, I'm going to say something dumb. And I think that's what the problem was here. Just overexposure. Probably, mm -hmm. you know, he seems like the kind of guy who likes to have a cold beer, an ice cold beer, maybe an ice cold Bud Light, maybe a Miller Light. Maybe an Ultra Right. Could be an Ultra Right. We don't know. We don't, free, we're not 100%. here to speculate. We haven't checked his Reddit yet. No woke in that. There's no woke. It's it's woke free, KJ. It's what you've been searching for. <laughs> it's the area near the dock, right? When you're coming back in from a nice day on the lake. It's the woke free zone, right? Mm -hmm. uh, okay. It's just a little lake humor for the fellows. <laughs> uh, my point is just overexposure. You're going to say something dumb. He was probably hung over as hell. He shot 81 Thursday at Colonial. Uh, famously not a long course, um, which, you know, had he had the world-class length like Rory, who knows what he could have shot. Be up there. But I'm ready for the redemption arc. I'm ready for the the roller coaster that is the block. I'm he's going to go out there in a tournament. Maybe it's next year at the PGA, but he's going to have like a day where he's <laughs> – He's going to tee off early on Thursday, and you're going to look at the leaderboard. You're going to go in, record your podcast, or whatever you do on Thursday morning. You're going to be like, oh, I wonder what's going on in the PGA. Let's go check it out. It's at Valhalla. Yeah, cool. Oh, my God. Michael Block's two under, making some noise. And then, you know, he'll come back down to earth. But I'm ready for the redemption arc, just because it's hilarious to me. Just the ride. This dude's 46. I'm hoping he tries to parlay this into a champs tour. He won't. But – He's going to parlay this into a lot of free drinks at random country club bars around the country. Like if I were him, I would be booking like guest clinics at every country club that I could find over the next like 24 months, have them prepay, lock it in. Have you ever played like a charity scramble and you get to it like a tee on like a long par five and they've got like a world, mm. one of the world's longest drivers there, like the like the guys who drive the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Why can't I think of the fucking, I, I wanted to say strong man, but it's not fucking strong man. It's the, they got the, they had the big dude from Callaway at one I played at. 
and you pay like 20 bucks, you donate 20 bucks and it'll hit your tee shot for you. Uh, the funny thing is if they can't find the fairway, they get like three chances and then they'll say, you can just go put it at like the, the 150. You can drop it there. Cause the guy we paid, he pull hooked it every time. He couldn't find the fairway. So we're like, this kind of sucks. We just donated. Fine. Happy to help. He's just like, yeah, you, if, if I miss the fairway, you can put the ball at the 150. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, that's not going to apply to Michael Block because he's famously not long. I'll but tell you if, what is long. But if he was, he'd who, be up there with anybody. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows what could happen, man? Hey, um, let's give a shout out to our friends at Roback real quick. You might notice if you're watching on YouTube, I'm wearing the Roback Navy Blue Polo. It's probably a top three polo that I own. Comfort-wise, and I just like a good navy blue polo, but it's not just polos, Dylan. They've got hats. they got hoodies. I don't yeah. know where you're at on hoodies these days. But... I, I love a hoodie. Okay. Uh, I love a, a good pair of joggers that they make that are fantastic. They're very comfortable. I got All an... their stuff is extremely comfortable. I got an email from these guys at Roback, these guys and gals. Right. And I, I was scrolling through it, and I was like, hey, I know this guy. It was you. Yeah, I did a photo shoot for Roback not so long ago. The homie and I did, actually. A uh, little Father's Day campaign. Father's Day's coming up. Great opportunity to get the old man uh, a new Chris Polo. Uh, maybe your old man likes joggers. Get him a hat. Their hats are just, they're fantastic. I'm getting my dad some joggers. I got to see what's what uh, what old Don Ruff looks like in the jogs. Promo code BACKER20 will get you 20% off at checkout. It's a one-time use code, so load that cart up. BACKER20 for 20% off. Well... We're going to have to talk some hockey now. Okay. Just going to tie a bow, as they say, onto the uh, season that was the Dallas Stars as they fall short. And we're going to got, we got Panthers Knights. This is the matchup that big media wanted. The ratings for this are going to be just sky high. Uh, no, I'm kidding. This is going to be fun. This is going to be very fun because you got the Panthers who famously knocked out the uh, greatest regular season team of all time, Boston Bruins. And the Golden Knights, who are seemingly doing this with uh, a goalie who, by most metrics, is very average. You think Aiden Hill's average? By most metrics, yeah, up okay. until the playoff run. He, he's, have, he's having a good playoff run. Right. Yeah. Uh, as someone who's, who's kind of new to hockey, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really uh, super aware of how average he's been up until this point, but he's he's played extremely well. Yeah, uh, very happy for my Golden Knights going to the Stanley Cup Finals again. Uh, I'm not happy that it came against your stars, Dave, in the Western Conference Finals. Um, I really expected the Jamie Benn left of Game 6 to be more significant than it was. Um, Yeah, just a, a game I didn't expect to go that way. I was um, pretty optimistic going into Game 6, but... They, I don't, I don't really know the what kind of energy you expel on a seven game series. Expend. Uh, I've never played in a seven game series, KJ. You might know that, but <laughs> to come back like in a third elimination game, I feel like you got to be pretty gassed, which kind of makes what the Celtics did uh, really, really impressive. They lost. We'll get to that later, but um, yeah, I was pretty bombed. But that series was lost in game two, realistically. Game six was a game that really, really worried me as a Golden Knights fan. Uh, all momentum was with Dallas. The game was back in Dallas. Got Jamie Benn coming back. Um, obviously, Golden Knights had, had not been playing super well, didn't play a, a very strong game five. So, yeah, it, it really, really worried me. I, I thought that if it went, I mean, it if it would have gone to game seven, I felt pretty confident in that one. This one worried me, but uh, pretty early on, the, the tone was set, and it's kind of just over by the the end of one. KJ, I'm just I'm just upset that we won't get a chance to say my favorite thing in sports, and it's just get it to a game seven, and anything can happen. Anything. <laughs> you really got to throw the series record out at that point. Um, it was a weird series. Uh, I don't know that I've watched a series feel so lopsided and go to game six. Um. Just from an energy standpoint, which is dumb to say, but I don't know. Maybe it's puck control is the best way to, to measure it. It felt like the opposite of what the um, 
maybe not the Kraken series, but maybe the Wild series, where it just felt like the stars were getting just beat up physically by the Wild left and right, but then they came out on top because they were, you know, ultimately the better team. And here, they weren't really getting as embarrassed, but they just did not seem to measure up. Um, and somehow they hung in there. So I don't, I don't know. It's been interesting to learn more about Pete DeBoer. Not only his history as a coach, I guess I didn't realize um, all of the teams he'd been with prior to uh, uh, Vegas, but also understanding that the head coach of the Panthers is a mentor of his. So these finals are, you know, Stanley Cup finals will be important or meaningful to him. I always find like coaching tree stuff pretty cool uh, in the NFL and some other, uh, I guess some other leagues by that. I mean the NBA. Uh, so I don't know. It, it does not feel like it's a team that should have won or would have been great to have seen them won. Um, but you know, I got us, I got to be honest and say, that's probably the end of the road for my NHL interest this year, this season. I don't know that I have much interest in watching, uh, Florida, can't tell you where the hell they play Panthers at all. Uh, the team of Brooks Kepka, where the infamous uh, clap video came out. I uh, we might need to get big game Brett on at some point. I, I don't know what to expect out of the Panthers. I, I asked him what kind of team they were, and, uh, and I know that they, they weren't the strongest regular season team. They turned it on in the playoffs, and they swept the Hurricanes. Boston. From Carolina, they didn't sweep Boston. Oh, they didn't sweep Boston. Who or no, the, did, who beat Boston? They beat Boston. Okay, okay. What they, they sweep? I they swept you. the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I, they obviously they're playing extremely well. Brett seems to think Vegas should be favored, but um, I don't know much about that team. So I might need to do some catching up with him. Turns out they are favored. Okay, Panthers the dog slightly, slight favorite, slight favorite, which I, I have no problem with. Obviously, I've watched way more Golden Knights than Panthers, but. The Knights are they're just really good. They're very deep. And like we said, their goal goal player, their goal player, their goaltender's playing uh um better than he has ever. So and that's all you need. You can ride a uh, a hot goalie. Um, is it sad that when you're I had the mentality as a guy who's a fan of the team that's down 0-3, just thinking, okay, you don't want to get swept. You just want to get one, but if you get that one, you're thinking, <laughs> can we just get another one just to kind maybe we can skew the Stanley Cup finals so we can like hurt the Knights in some way to where they're worse against like because I'm I'm obviously pulling for the Panthers. I formerly uh back in the day, I owned a uh, John Van Beesbrook uh Panthers jersey for some inexplicable reason. Don't know why. Didn't age well as it turned out. But um, I'm just thinking, like, okay, how do we extend this so they go into this next series, like, kind of tired, and it puts them at a disadvantage? <laughs> That's all I had to hang my hat on. Yeah, Very sad. I, I, I was – since the Panthers did sweep and had a lot of time to rest before the uh, next series, uh, I wasn't sure when the finals would start. But it turns out it's Saturday, so the Golden Knights had a very long break between games. So plenty of time. They'll have plenty of time to rest up, get the Stone Man some some rest. So uh, yeah, full strength, full steam ahead. See what happens. Damn, I just found some uh, interesting news that may may make me back in on this series because of uh, Florida Panther fandom. Uh, I also learned that they're they're based just outside of Miami. The original owner. Um, Wayne Heisinga. No, that is Wayne yes. Heisinga, meth dealer. Heisinga, also blockbuster video magnet. Huh? How about that? And uh, they got their team the same day uh, that uh, Walt Disney was awarded the rights to a team in Anaheim. Interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, give me uh, give me the blockbuster Panthers. I'd be happy with that. I don't want to see Salt Bay in like game four, uh, putting this away. Friends. That's the scariest thing about the Knights right now because they they took they were the better team and they took down the Stars without Salt Bay even making an appearance. Oh, I guess it's Dorn against the world once again. I'm right. Give me let's fucking go. Fuck Pan y'all haters. Panthers and six. Shit. 
Panthers and six. If I had to put money five. on it, I'd probably say uh, Knights and seven. Knights and five. You think oh and five? No, I have a no gentleman idea. sweep. I have no idea. <laughs> we almost had the uh, infamous oh uh, three comeback. Yeah, I, sweep. I thought it would have been interesting if on the same night, actually the games were at the same time, if Boston completed the oh three comeback while Dallas forced a game seven while being you know. While starting 0 and 3, that would have been wild, but turns out neither one happened because Boston Celtics did not show up. Yeah. Um, to get a game seven at home and to lose by 20 points with all of the momentum in the world. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about the merits of momentum. Um, it's hockey is, but we talked about this before like, hockey guys love talking momentum. But it's got to be very exhausting, especially in the NBA when it's never been done. Um, you get to that game seven, but you think like, oh, dude, you got the advantage. You're playing in Boston. You are the better team on paper, like the much better team. You are talented, almost more talented at every position. And uh, to get embarrassed by 20, not good. I got to say, fun night online. And as someone who is sad because their hockey team was going home, I was kind of I was kind of living off the the shade and fraud um, of those guys uh, getting run at home since the stars had just got run six zero. Yeah, now that you mentioned, I, I did thumbs down the fact that these games were at the same time initially, but it did make Twitter a little less toxic um, <laughs> at that time because of you know what was going on. Um, I just like. I've already professed my love for Eric Spolstra as a head coach. I think it's a little bit weird to see Mike McDaniel um, sitting courtside, like observing his every move. They're learning from him, the head coach of the Dolphins. Uh, I believe it's the same. Um, I, it was a weird game because Jimmy Butler played his ass off clearly, but he looked just as hurt as Jason Tatum. And so you weren't really getting either of their stars, like having a signature game you were just seeing that all of the other no-name players from the Heat were better than all of the other stars and notable players um, from the Celtics. All-time um, game six ender to be kind of forgotten at this point now. Yeah, that was uh, that was also a fun night online. Um, did you catch any of that game six? Thing? I did. I caught it. <laughs> um, I caught the end of the game, and it was it was wild because – I don't think many people at all thought while watching that last play in real time that he got it off before the buzzer sounded. It def I was like, oh, he made it, but there's no way that's in. And I, judging by the reactions of literally everyone except for him, who was like, no, that's mm -hmm. in. Everyone was like, oh, okay, it's clearly after the buzzer, this game's over. But the the replay, it was it was very very clear that he got it off. So uh, what a wild wild ending, a big moment for that dude whose hairline Chuck and Shaq were just dunking on, and I feel bad for. They couldn't stop. Uh, yeah, what a what a wild – I mean, I really thought game seven was going to go – was going to be all Boston after – that was just a crushing defeat. If you want to talk momentum, you'd think that lo – like losing momentum would be, um, if that's your thing, losing in an, in an inexplicable putback – and then having to travel to Boston, but um, dude, shout out to the Heat, man. That's yeah. a that's a resilient team. I'm I think NBA fans loved Jimmy Butler before. I'm hoping he becomes a a household name. He should be by now because he's that dude's got it. That dude's everything you want on your team. He refused to touch the trophy. Really? Post, post game ceremony. Oh, he's like, I love nah. that. He's like, I'll touch the next one. Mm. One of those guys. He's a dog. I'll love Dirk. I love 2011, 2012. I love Jimmy Butler, man. Straight up dog. How about Caleb Martin? Dropping 26. <laughs> yeah. Pay the man. I'm, yeah, he definitely screams is going to get not overpaid, but is Tyler Hero at. Does he have the potential of coming back? Yeah. Not to pivot completely off Caleb Barnes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, doesn't this give Tyler Hero a shot to come back? Yes, and I don't know where that minutes distribution. I don't know who he takes. Minutes <laughs> yeah, away I was gonna from, say like, are you gonna fuck with the mix now? <laughs> no, he's he could come back. They're saying mid series, so who knows? Did we lose KJ? <laughs> KJ gone. Oh, 
There he is. KJ's hey, KJ's back. That was the quickest I heard he could come. That was weird. Everything went black and back. Ever. Anyway. So, Tyler Hero, he could come back, you're saying? Yeah, could come back. Okay. I don't think it's going to matter because I think Denver's like really, really, really good. And I feel like Denver should win this in six, five or six. Oh, it is one less bucket hat on the sideline if he does go back to play, at least. Like, that's yeah. one positive. He'll put some fits out. He tries some stuff that most people aren't trying. He's probably the sideline. Uh, uh, go ahead. It's a failed joke. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the sideline observate like or sideline watching for the heat is top notch. Second, maybe only to the Lakers. So it's a little disappointment that we got the nuggets, but I will be locked in on every random character that I can see on the sideline at uh, heat games. I like the heat sideline. I like the courtside heat fans there. They seem to be just hotter. Um, They don't look as strung out as like uh, a lot of the fans in LA because it's a hot city. It is a hot city, man. Yeah, it is. And I've I've had my beef with the Heat over the years, but I've I've got no problem with that team. Sit courtside seats at NBA games. It's it's always. I mean, it it pulls in obviously that city's like very famous representatives. It's always interesting to see who's on the front row. Go ahead. What? I was going to say for a quarter. I was going to – no, this isn't about – <laughs> seems like it is. This isn't about the time I sat courtside for a Spurs game. But if Austin had an NBA team, who would be sitting courtside? You got McConaughey there, of course. Uh, you got to think – Elon was courtside at one of those Laker games. Mm-hmm. Notably not for the fourth quarter. That's also what I like seeing is like once I identify that you're there, if the camera puts them on – puts you know, sees you or not – once you're gone, it's very clear because I'm always like, wait, where the fuck did Elon go? <laughs> Seat's empty. Um, I'd love to I see Tiny Rogan. I think it's something Rogan. that pulls like a – oh, yeah. Who? You T- probably get Rogan plus like a random person every every game for sure. Does Austin Loki have kind of lame celebs in the, in the grand scheme of things for, we've for got, a big city? We've got Tony Gonzalez. We do have Tony now. And we're going to have Emma Stone. James Vanderbeek. They're actually, they're next-door neighbors. I didn't want to Taylor. dox them. Yeah, well, I you just I dox the fuck out of them. I didn't say where they live. I just said they're next door neighbors, and they are. Although Emma Stone hasn't moved in yet. He's a beautiful man. She's a beautiful woman. Taylor Kitsch. T Kitsch. Um, I didn't live here anymore, sadly. Oh damn! Didn't know that. Uh, I think it would be one of those things where, like, Sandra Bullock weirdly would like come out as a diehard NBA fan, and she'd be the ones one with like Spike Lee tickets. Is she still Austin? I feel like like she's forever Austin. Is that a Brett sighting? I haven't heard her name in a long time being associated with Austin. Someone in this company claims that they drove by her like she was like next to him in an SUV. And I'm pretty sure it was the, the man we just mentioned. The guy who's really good at spotting celebrities out. Yeah. And it, for weird, weirdly, it happens on a very regular basis for him. So. Owns a house and a business, no longer lives in Austin. Damn. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Tough. Who? James Marsden, really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he gets seen a lot. Grenier will be there. Man, he there didn't we have go. The, he didn't have the juice anymore. He's got. He's fucking Vinny Chase, David. He's ever got since, the juice. Ever since he held the door for me and like we locked eyes and I said, "What's up?" He's got beautiful eyes. God, they're very. They just draw you in. He's got movie star eyes. Well, what's I, his agent's name? Why am I blanking on that? Ari. He? Oh yeah, because yeah, he's uh, Ari's was def he is definitely going to be on the Heat sideline. He was at two different games uh, in the last series. Jeremy Piven, Keep an eye out. Piven, yes. Jeez, forgot about that dude. Anything else on the finals before we party? I don't think so. All right, you giving me no choice. Sports party. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about some things little bit off the beaten path and we party at the same time i'll start with breaking news noted texas decommit ron holland has chosen his destination i saw this kj have you seen this for the for the people at home who are not familiar with ron holland and do not get him confused with being a member off of happy days and a great director who is he 
He is the five-star out of Duncanville, Texas, who is committed to the University of Texas. Consensus, like, top five player in the country coming out of high school. Decommitted from basketball. There we go. Decommitted from Texas recently. A lot of speculation that he was going to go to Arkansas. Nope. Nope. Going to the G League. G League. So I guess if you're going to lose him as a Texas fan, best that he's not going to be playing for any college program. That hurts a little bit less. Yeah, I feel it like. does. Um, but I was really, really excited to see him play in a Texas uniform. The dude is a complete baller. He would have been sick. I don't know what the financial opportunity in the G League is for someone like him. They make very little money. It's like because you got to think he's going to be uh, up there uh, as far as NIL deals, things like that. Would have been had he chosen a college. But. Of course, you can still chase, uh, you know, endorsement deals, which uh, as a member of the G League. But um, NIL opportunities absolutely were going to make him a bunch of money. The dude is a star, so good luck to him. Good luck to him. Uh, we got. Is, a- sorry for a quick aside. Is the G League that's still because Gatorade owns the rights, right? That I don't know. I think that's, I think that's the case. I feel like the WNBA needs something similar. I don't know, like I don't know that Gatorade would do it as well. Maybe like Prime, uh, Sports Drink would do one for the WNBA because I know there's all kinds of talks about like rosters not being as deep uh, in the WNBA. Maybe a P League would uh, help resolve that. Okay, it's not they're not gonna do a P League. Jesus, God! Well, I gotta update on it back real quick. Watching that sail out of the stadium. I knew where he's. I knew he was setting himself <laughs> up. The P League. I thought you were going to say the G spot. <laughs> and I'm glad you didn't because I don't think that's funny at all. Is Gatorade uh, even only. Jesus. Is there even a Gatorade tie in? It is. Just make it, that used up to be the, it used to be the D League, remember? For it legitimately was the D League. It actually yes, meant something. For developmental. And then Gatorade bought the rights. G League. Errol Spence, oh. Bud Crawford, July 29th. It's actually happening. Let's go. In- Vegas, right? Vegas, ba- yeah, I believe it's Vegas. I kind of want to go. I've Vegas. never been to a, a, a boxing event. I'm sure it'll be cheap, and I'm sure I'll get great seats. <laughs> Just a great view of the ring from 400 yards back. I feel like that's one of those things that transcends transcends even being at the event, like being in Vegas on fight nights. You know, notably, a lot of stars, a lot of shots, a lot of everything over the years. A lot of shots. Yeah. Well, not nearly as good as the P League, but Tupac references are. Okay Come sometimes. on. You got to stop. You like drink with You do the show posted. for one person. Where does he and pull these can references? do it so long. Eli Drinkwitz got toasted online yesterday. Can I read his quote? And you guys can tell me if this bothers you. We're giving guys, Please this do. is at the SEC meetings. We're giving guys 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds. Didn't have to name all of those, those numbers. Uh, life-changing money. People are making more money in NIL than my brother-in-law, who's a pediatrician who saves lives. So what do you think? Pediatrician or collegiate basketball player? What is doing more for the greater good? Dylan, go. <laughs> I don't know, man, but I I feel like if you are a, a college football coach mm-hmm. who presumably wants to, you know, um, sign the best talent possible for your program, develop oh, yeah. them, and then put a winning product out on the field, I feel like you should just shut the fuck up when it comes to stuff Ooh. like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Like, it's NIL, everyone that you're recruiting is on board with NIL. Everyone wants the bag. Uh, maybe lean into that a little more than you're trying to do here. Don't don't discourage it. Don't shit on it. Don't compare it to your brother who's... Brother-in-law. Saves, brother-in-law. He uh, saves lives, Dylan. Kids. And, and that is an admirable profession, and they deserve to be paid handsomely for it. Hmm. I guess... Uh... <laughs> I'm just going to add his brother's not a trauma surgeon or something like, you know, pediatricians are critical to our healthcare system. They think, are the gateway to better care for children. You think he just gives them like kids, up kids to the age of 18 shit or what? What do you think? <laughs> just puts like their thermometers hey, in. Man, you're growing really well. Keep it up. Keep eating. <laughs> oh, you're in the fifth percentile. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. I, I don't. That's not how my pediatrician. You've grown sounds. four inches since I saw you. Last. Wow, you're just you're a healthy young laddie. My I, again, my pediatrician's a, a young woman. So okay. now, if I find out it's like a pediatric, like geneticist, developmental pediatrics, like something not critical, but. Truly life changing. How about that? Um, There's actually a number of jobs you know. that make less money than uh, some of these NIL deals. I would say most jobs, actually. Maybe not head coach, but yeah. uh, <laughs> six mil a year, I think, for uh, is what Mizzou is paying him. Yeah, annually. again, like, yeah, great, great fucking point, too. Shut up. Why couldn't you compare it to yourself? You know, a lot of people say that Mizzou has a really good journalism school. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, Mike, I'm you know, aware. Michael Weiner. He's Micah. a noted alum. Mike is my favorite Mizzou alum. Mm. Mine uh, is my, we should mine also is my take dad. the moment to say congratulations to uh, Daddy Michael Weiner. That's right. I'd like Good to call. be the first on the uh, Too Much Dip podcast to uh, KJ. Thank congratulate you. and welcome him to dadhood. Uh, you know, it's finally he's joined the squad. And, and as always, it's great to see you. That's what my Micah. My treat. It's my treat. A lot of new listeners here. Don't what know Micah. Pleasure. Don't get the reference. He used to be a host on this show and he's welcome back anytime. Shout out to Michael Weiner. He's semi-retired from content, unfortunately, for all of you listening. Dylan, Dylan saw not, his dad like, for the first time in years and called him Mr. Weiner. I had just a total brain <laughs> fart. And he, to his credit, he he wore it like a champ. But I could see it in his eyes. He's like, you fucking called me Weiner, didn't you? He was all dressed up, too. This is at the baby shower. Like, he was wearing, like, a really nice suit, suit jacket. Uh, I'm going to have to just bite the bullet next time I see him. Like, look, I fucked up, and I'm sorry. I know your last name's Weiner. I had a brain fart. But he's probably used to it also. <laughs> he said even called Dr. Dr. Zuckerberg, Dr. Cuckerberg to his face. Why would you do this to Mr. Weiner? He's, had, he's had the name Weiner for many years. He's heard it all, I'm sure. But still, I feel terrible. Uh, are we going to talk Luton or Luton? Uh, real quick, we should probably have Lad Football Bruv give the accurate facts here. So I won't get into the history of it. But um, something I think we all have an appreciation for, Premier League, Champions League, Promotion slash relegation uh, was just decided. Luton Town uh, is a smaller team, and by smaller team, like absolutely tiny. Um, I was happy to realize that they're like Luton Town's just northeast of London. It's, it's you know tier two suburb, if you will. But what's absolutely nuts, in my opinion, is the size of their stadium. Um, will be the smallest in Premier League by far. 10,000 or so seats wouldn't make it even on par with half of Texas high school football stadiums. But uh, on top of all of that, how you get into this stadium, you walk through an apartment like lobby, basically, and through their courtyard into the stadium. I love it. That's sick. That is sick, right? Like, I don't know how cool it would be to live there. <laughs> There's one group. If there's one group of fans, I'm not sure I want walking uh, through my lobby. It's soccer fans. No offense. No offense. That's cool. <laughs> that is dope. You know, I, I KJ, I got to admit, I was not that familiar with Luton because um, for the last few years, I've been Luton free. So. Okay. Okay. You know, usually Dylan would have a sign up that says, if you come around here, Luton, there will be shooting. He's Second Amendment advocate, Dylan is. <laughs> What, Randy? All caps, hashtag 2A. <laughs> Randy's got his hat down low. He just ate Chipotle. I don't know what his deal. Oh, he's, oh he might have tweaked a quad last night in softball, so he's kind of out of it. That's okay. We'll give you a pass, buddy. We need a uh, season report next week, Randy. We want to know what the stats are, how the team's doing. Go ahead, Randy. Just give it to him right now. Tell him where everybody's at personally. Oh, well, I am personally got two pools, quads. I think I'll be in fighting shape come this next Tuesday. Uh, Dan, he, he, last time I talked to him, it seemed like it was a bad sprain with his calf. He's pretty sure that he has torn it now and he is booking a appointment for an ortho orthopedist. Cool. So he's walking around. <laughs> if you look at, at Dan or Jester on uh, Instagram, you can see him walking around his studio in a cane with a cane. There's always something with that dude, man. Dan's got to ditch the cane. You got to get crutches. He's putting weight uh, on it. It's it looks a, bad. It's a swag cane. Did you see it? It's like it is a dope cane. Yeah. It reminds me of in ninth grade when I had a planter's wart on the bottom of my uh, foot. And I had to walk around with a cane. Brett summed up Dan pretty, pretty well yesterday, I think. He said, Dan is built for the weight room and not built for the, uh, you know, for actual Wild. sport. For He's, actual sport. Dan needs to DH. Dan, apparently Dan mashes. 
Does he? I can so see. That. I, I can't confirm. And and to be honest, the first game of the doubleheader, he was he was killing it in the field. I I had you know first pitch of the game, I was pretty much out of commission, but he was killing oh. it in the field. You you want to see your guy make it more than one pitch? And and then I, I was definitely safe on first base too. And Ump was on his phone all game. Call him out. Like, I'm calling him right, right here. He was like, counts two and two. I'm like, you mean it's three and two, right? There's a couple of He's like, oh, yeah. I'm it's, like, you. This wow. Guy. Crazy this the, guy. The, the adult beer league softball ump didn't take his job seriously. Exactly. You know what? I need to get my know, get loser. Some parents out there. He's probably, probably texting his wife about his kids or something. Like, did you fucking get your head in the game? Anyway. Well, thank you, Randy. It was great. Dylan. Glad I asked. <laughs> Let's run it back. Let's run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dave can't hear the word blown without getting weird about it. KJ's kids were in daycare Monday. Huge news out of Wisconsin. Toxic KJ checking in from Wisconsin. Huh. The block has officially cooled down. It used to be hot, Dave. KJ referenced Chewbacca mom. KJ made a wake woke joke. Adrian Grenier lost his fastball ever since Dave held the door for him and they locked eyes that one time. KJ wonders if the WNBA should launch a new P-League to develop its young female talent. KJ made a Tupac reference. Maybe he did. And finally, Dave is unfamiliar with Luton as he is currently Luton free. That concludes Run It Back. God, dude. What a freaking banger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just all around. All around. Dylan, that was probably the most uh, friendly run it back to you we've ever had. Well, it, it helps when KJ just absolutely volume shot references all episode, and I had much to document. <laughs> so thank you, KJ, for making my job easy. Just making those bingo cards fill up. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently when you clean the garage and hang stuff up and sweep, you're going to volume shoot. Shouts mm-hmm. all my lax bros out there. See, yep. you, see you Monday. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. We're back. Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust. <laughs>